Hey everyone, in this video I'm going to be breaking down Revelation chapter 14 verses 6 and 7 which read, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven, and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of waters. Okay, there are a lot of things to talk about here. But one important thing that we should notice in this verse is that an angel is delivering a message. Angels, simply put, are messengers of God. When God Almighty has an idea that he wants humans to know, right, or a plan that he wants executed, it is usually angels who are in charge of making that happen. This has happened many times physically in the Bible. If you look at Luke chapter 1 verses 26 to 38, you see that angel Gabriel physically came to Mary. In Genesis chapter 18 verses 1 to 33, three angels physically came to Abraham. And they also went to Lot in Genesis chapter 19. In Judges chapter 6, an angel physically came to Gideon. And there are many more examples across the scriptures. These are physical. This also happens spiritually. Angels send similar messages spiritually through the Holy Spirit. According to John chapter 14 verse 26, chapter 15 verse 26, and 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 10. Now it says that the angels have a message to preach. You see, there's a physical side to preaching and there's a spiritual side to preaching. This verse isn't really saying that the angels are all going to physically come down and they're going to start talking to people. No, that's not how it works. When a pastor takes up his bag, goes to church, has a sermon ready and preaches, that is just the physical side, him preparing the sermon and preaching it. But the spiritual side is actually what determines who is going to respond positively to that message. That is, who God Almighty is going to use that message to bring to his fold. It is the angels who are like reapers, who, as the pastor is preaching, they're working on the hearts of those who God Almighty is interested in, so that they can accept the message. If you read Revelation chapter 14, verses 14 to 16, they were described as reapers who reap the children of God. Now, how exactly do they do this? How does this process work? If you look at Acts chapter 16, verse 14, Lydia was brought to God in this manner, and it was actually described how it happened. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. This means that it was God Almighty, through the angels, of course, that opened her heart, allowing the gospel message to come in. That was why she responded positively to it. And that's also why, if you read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, you see that Apostle Paul was not giving the credit to himself and to his fantastic preaching and maybe his eloquence. No, he gave the credit to God Almighty, because it is him, through the angels, that actually bring people to God. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. And if you also look at John chapter 6, verse 44, another text, you can see that it is these spiritual forces that really bring people to 
go on. Now, it also says that the angel would speak with a loud voice. What does that mean exactly? It doesn't mean that an angel will physically speak loudly to the children of God. And then maybe when the child of God is in his bedroom or her bedroom, then they'll hear the message physically. And, no, that's not how it works. If you read Matthew chapter 24, verse 31, you see it says, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. It's the same kind of loud volume, and it's not referring to a physical kind of shouting or speaking, but it's referring to the fact that when the gospel message is received by a child of God, it greatly impacts their lives. It redirects their steps. It changes how they think and reason, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Now, finally, it says that the angels have an everlasting gospel to preach, and it says that gospel is Fear God, give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. What does this mean? The everlasting gospel has to do with what God Almighty promised to do during the last days. And what is that? To set up his kingdom, according to Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow onto it. See also Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. Of course, this is caused by the return of Jesus Christ as king, which we see the signs of in Matthew chapter 24, verses 7 and 8. So, this is to be announced by people. And if you read Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7, we see that it is the apostles who are anointed to announce this to the world. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. That phrase, that God reigneth, is not different from saying God's kingdom has come or is also the same as Jesus Christ has returned. They all mean the exact same thing. And when the angel says in that text, for the hour of his judgment is come, what that means is that the last days is a period of judgment. According to John chapter 12 verse 48 and Psalm chapter 96 verse 13, judgment means that the world would be examined during this time, just as how, if you read Genesis chapter 15, verses 12 to 14, when God was speaking to Abraham, he said that after the Israelites would be in slavery for 400 years, he would come to Egypt and then he would judge the nation, meaning that he would now be looking at what the Egyptians were doing and judging them based on that. And I'll conclude with what Christ said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 27, where he said that when he would also return, which has happened in fulfillment of Matthew chapter 24, verses 7 and 8, that kind of judgment would also take place. He said, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and he shall reward every man according to his works. So that is what Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 and 7 means, which once again reads, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven, and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of waters.
Have a good day, and God bless you. Oh, one more thing. If you guys liked what you heard, feel free to share a voice message at https colon double slash anchor.fm slash verse breakdown slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor.fm slash verse breakdown slash message. Hope to see you there.